1: Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, y'all? We're back with part two of Questlove Supreme with the legendary Ice-T. Yep, Ice gave us so much game, we decided to make this a two-parter. So it makes sense, you know, because Ice's Daily Game is a new podcast where he offers daily wisdom. Make sure y'all check out part one where we talk about Ice's upbringing, his music, and here's part two where Ice even gives us a sample of that daily game. All right, Questlove Supreme part two with the legendary Ice-T. How easy was it in transitioning to acting? Like, did it take long for for Mario to convince you to do New Jack City? You got great questions because, first off,
2: I'm not no motherfucking actor. Like, I, I, I mean, everybody looks at TV, goes. I wish I could do that, but who has a chance to do it, you know? So I've been in the breaking movies. In the breaking movies, I was called Featured Rap Talker. How about that? They didn't (laughs) even even know what a rapper was, right? So you heard the story about New Jack City?
1: Well, I know about George uh, George Jackson's coining the term, but... Please, please, please. I don't know the story.
2: I'm I'm in a toilet stall in a, a club. And some niggas is talking shit to me in the toilet. I'm taking a shit. I'm sitting there and motherfuckers is like, Ice, you cold, man. You be telling this, that, now?" I, I said, yo, player, the problem is if they could take a microscope and find one molecule in my body that gave a fuck, then they'd have a chance. But there's not one. And so Mario overhears that and says, whoever said that is the star of my movie. Whoever said that. And it was me. So... I'm in the club campaigning to three girls, right? I'm, I'm I'm talking this shit to these chicks, and Mario comes up with the Hollywood bullshit. I'm producing a movie. I want you to be in it. I'm like, that's the most bullshit. Like you trying to let these girls know you are a producer? Yeah, Mario. Did you got know
1: it. who he was?
2: Yeah, but I knew
1: okay.
2: it. West. You know the Hollywood bullshit when somebody. Right up in the middle of your conversation with somebody. Hey, we should work. Like, shut the fuck up. Like you can find me if you want to work. Like this is so staged. So I'm like, okay, ladies, this is Mario Van Peoples. Daddy Daddy, daddy. <laughs> But he wasn't lying. Yeah. So he hands me a card. So he calls me, come call Warner Brothers tomorrow. So I call it. They say come up here, blah I come on this, I come through the gates, I get there, and they show me the script. They want you to play Scotty. I read that shit, Quest, I was like, yo, this is all the words. Like, I thought it was a cameo. Nah, nah, this is a star. I'm like, I can't act. Yes, you can. I keep reading. This nigga's the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got an album coming out called Original Gangster. You wanna play the police? Wait a minute, whoa, 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 he got dreads? I got a perm, like, everything. (laughs) So I'm this totally like, nah, nah, I can't do this. But then I talked to people and they were like, man, if you fuck up this, back at the beauty parlor where I got most of my game, I had this hairdresser named Pearl. And she said, you niggas running around here talking about no opportunities, no opportunities, and here's one, and you gonna turn this down? If you turn this down, ice, you a real life sucker because this is a great opportunity. Niggas know you ain't the police, nigga. You better go up in there and do that gig, and then I'll talk to my boys. They're like, I say, man, they want me to play the police. Them niggas be like, word. <laughs> Can I be in the movie? That's all they. Do. That's all they care about. <laughs> so. I did the movie and I was scared shitless that it was going to end my career because at that time no rapper had taken a dramatic role yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is that No, real? he's right.
2: He is this right. Before Will Smith. The only thing Run-DMC did tougher than leather tougher 11, uh-huh. groove and all that old shit. Acting like somebody else did yeah. not you. Nobody He was did. the first.
1: I told you I'm on my first shit. <laughs> Usually the first one who's the pioneer never gets the just desserts that the person that comes behind them does. So True. that is risky that you want to be first, but I always see history as the second person that masters it. But
2: I did it. Pac did it. Everybody started doing it. But right. that was Back in the day when, when being a rapper, like you want to act like you was betraying the culture. Like, you, it wasn't. It just wasn't at that time. Rappers wasn't even owning their own labels. Like rappers was very right in its own zone. So they got me. They got Chris Rock, who is the newest underground, you know, cat. Wesley had only done two movies: Major League and a Spike Leaf flip. So they they didn't. Have, trip off this. They didn't have enough black actors to make the movie. I'm st- wow. Now we could do Black Panther. There were not enough young black actors that had any potential to pull a crowd. So they said, Ice-T selling millions of records. Right. You know? and uh, Alan
0: Payne and Vanessa Williams couldn't have done it alone. Right. Or Wesley. I, oh, Wesley. Wesley. Or Wesley.
2: Wesley. So yeah. they used the power of the rap and me and Chris being hot on the street, George Jackson and Doug uh, McHenry. they, they put us in the role and, uh, the shit popped off. I was scared as fuck. The movie made eighty-seven million dollars. I got paid twenty-five
3: thousand dollars. Wow! So by the time you get to trespass and surviving the game and surviving the game, yeah, that's my favorite Ice T movie. that's surviving the game is the one.
2: Right. <laughs> movie, about this, the second movie was Ricochet with Denzel. Yeah, Ricochet. Yes! Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes! you played Odessa. So can
1: I ask how? How is Hollywood, because the thing is now it's nothing for rapper like for people to pivot into other no. areas and other mediums. But how's the reception to you coming into their
2: territory? Hollywood, simple. If it, if the movie you're in makes money, you're gonna be in another movie. That's just Hollywood. It's like it's money, it's pimping. If this hoe can make me some money here, maybe it can make me some money there. They don't they don't care. You know, uh, they can't really tell what great acting is. They can tell what the fan response is, so they that works, cool. So you know, New Jack City was a hit. In comes some scripts. Let's see if he could do it again. So I walked into Joel Silver's office, one of the biggest producers, and I said, "Okay, New Jack City." They fucked me right, but I know I'm about to get paid. I'm with Denzel, about to get paid. That motherfucker looked at me and said, "Ice T, you've done one movie." (laughs) So I bent over and took it again. I got, got <laughs> you know, but for new for, for for Ricochet, I got twice what I got for New Jack City, and I didn't work as much.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
2: Uh my payday didn't come till I did Tank Girl, uh, where I played a ah. cast Lord Petty. Right. Lord I,
0: Penny. Where was that in the surviving the game trespass? I'm trying to remember I'm um, where it was in the tank, it was Tank Girl Surviving the Game. Then I I think it was like
1: 95, 96.
2: I did,
0: I did Johnny Mnemonic with
2: Keanu Reeves. And then I did, I was doing Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu Reeves. And they call me, they say, Will you play a stripper in Arizona. I'm like, hell yeah. This is my chance to show LL what it looked like. like <laughs> <laughs> so I was on slow. You seen the original gangster poster. So I was on my bullshit. Yeah. So that night I did like a thousand crunches. I'm like, I'm about to let these ladies know what's happening. Right. So. The next day, they sent me a picture of a kangaroo. I'm like, what the fuck am I, a stripper? Like, I open my pouch, like, what the fuck is this? And they like, no, it's a ripper, it's a kangaroo. And the movie's called Tank Girl. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) Oh, because you played a mixture. Yeah, you was a- uh,
2: Right. you (laughs) You gotta understand, I'm with Keanu Reeves doing a big motion picture. Now they telling me to do something called Tank Girl as a kangaroo, yeah, like are y'all out your motherfucking mind, like what's really good, and then they told me how much I was going to get. exactly, and uh, I was hopping around the hotel, like, <laughs> you know, because the like, you know, yeah. they like, well, you sell out. I, see, selling out is doing something that's totally against your beliefs. Oh, you are, yeah, right. When they can make you be quiet. I have nothing against fucking kangaroos. I have nothing at all against them. So I was like, fuck this. I'll be a motherfucking kangaroo. And um, I got
1: a bag for that. That's the first mil plus role. I'll, I'll say that, you know, America is now just adapted to festival lifestyle. But, you know, you're a pioneer in the fact that you were one of the, the, the very first acts on Lollapalooza, which is mm. really America's first true... festival I mean I mean besides you know farm aid or you know whatever but what was that the experience of Lollapalooza like especially that first year where all this stuff was brand new to American culture there's always a story behind ice tea shit but I like people
2: to know so they can get a a true understanding how this game is
1: Uh because
2: it's not as simple as that Ernie body count was now just starting, we were, we were playing like pizza joints and just getting, getting a vibe for what this band was. And Ernie had met Perry Farrell.
3: Mm, right.
2: James Perry Disha. Farrell was doing a video called The Gift where he wanted someone to sing Nigger Whitey with him. Sly Stone shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? So Ernie says Ice-T. Tea. Ice-T's hardcore. This is the perfect person. So I come to the video shoot. I know the song. I got no problem singing it with him. And we sang Nigga Whitey back up. Don't call me Nigga Whitey. Don't call me Whitey, Nigga. So we doing his shit. So after we did the video, he says, Ice, I'm about to do a a, a tour called Lollapalooza. It's gonna have butthole surfers, uh, Rollins Band. He was naming bands he wanted to get. And he said, I wanna take a rapper out. Would you like to go? I'm like, hell yeah hell yeah so what happened was i had an hour set 55 minute set and then they said you could do whatever you want and i split the set and i did half iced tea half body count that's where i introduced body count to the world and uh after i would do my rap set i said now i'm about to prove to you that rock and roll has nothing to do with color it's a state of mind and we turned the guitars up and blaw. and that, that was it yeah
0: you you ain't wanna remind them rock and roll was ours from the jump anyway. So,
2: well, you know, hip hop is rock whether people want to claim it or not. You don't argue beat the mic. We rock the mic, we rock the house. Rock, see, pop is when you sing what everybody wants to hear. This is what I learned this from Quincy Jones. Pop is easy to do. Sing what people want to hear. Go to school, love your mother, da da da. That's pop. Be popular. Rock is fuck that. I'm going to do this shit my fucking way that's rock now whether you do that with pianos whether you do that with guitars or you do that with a mic or some drums hip-hop is rock period all right
1: (laughs) i I know i know you've been asked a a trillion times about the cop killer incident but why not no no i know but uh, you know i also feel like that doesn't define you especially now but But
2: you you know what it is though you only get strikes for fighting battles, you know what I'm saying? So I'm very proud of my battles, you know? Should be. Because that was a moment where I could have got taken out, you know, like not even just my career. They were trying to get rid of a nigga, you know? That's
1: what I want to know. Like how serious? How real did it get?
2: Uh, the worst shit was bomb threats to Warner Brothers, where they had to clear the building on several occasions. Or what? They were threatening to blow up Warner Brothers, and they had to clear the building on several occasions on the count of me because they were getting bomb threats. Yeah, it got heavy. Um,
1: shit.
0: Who's threatening? Because we're talking about the authority. So who is the threat? That's the interesting part. I mean, this is something you got to understand with beef. If you create beef,
2: you might not have problems with the people you're beefing with. You have a problem with the outsiders. Have, let's say, hypothetically, I got in a beef with, let's say, Method Man, who's one of my good friends. I ain't got to worry about running the meth. I could run into some Wu-Tang fans. People, yeah. I could run into somebody who, <clears throat> who 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 loves him at a restaurant. I could run into some girls that fuck you, I said. It can happen. So when you diss the cops, you can run into somebody whose brother's a cop, an ex-cop, somebody who's just right. a patriot. You. You you set up energy of beef out there, you don't know where it's gonna come from.
3: You never just beefing with one person.
2: Yeah, right. You're beefing with their fans, (laughs) right (laughs) every fucking body. So I was, you know, when we did Cop Killer and they made it a big thing by it becoming so public, it gave more people a chance to dislike me. You know? It wasn't a small thing, it went national. Now you gotta understand there's levels of news. Like all this shit that's on the black blogs, that's nigger news. That's that news you you ain't going to know about that. It's, but when it makes it to CNN, that's national news. Mm. Follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff- Yeah, I
0: got to do a, I got to do a parallel, folks. It's kind of like here well Kieranon, I got to do the white parallel cuz we can't just do nigga news. We got to do cracker news too. So yeah. yeah, I just yeah, okay, I got you though. Oh, Go but, ahead.
2: But the certain blogs that we listen to, yes. Right? Yes. If you yes. talk to somebody in the mainstream, they have no idea that right. such and such is beef, or they don't know about that stuff. TMZ starting to leak a little bit of our business out there, but you know who's cheating on who? We, they don't care. If national, it makes money, right? National news is coming on right after the war in uh, you know, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. War in Ukraine. Now I see in Warner Brothers this is now. Now you're in front of the world. This is mm-hmm. big shit. So you got to know, like, a lot of the stuff that we take as big isn't really that big. It's kind of like cultural, you know, mm, right. and it hasn't really made it to the to the mainstream. This shit was big. The president was on my bumper. You know, we were let me date myself. We, we were playing techno Bowl Quest. <laughs> techno Bowl, yes ah, sir. And um, my boy comes downstairs like, yo, the president is on TV talking about ice. And we ran upstairs, and Quail said, An iced tea. And so Quail's like, <laughs> iced tea. And all the homies in the house was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. See, very few people will ever have a living president say their name in anger. That's saved for like terrorists and bin Laden and shit like yeah, that. Right. When the president is mad at you, Fuck the police! You have the United States government on your bumper. I got tax audited twice that year. I had ice cream trucks sitting in front of my house in the middle of the winter. These motherfuckers is on you. They trying because when a president says Quest Love, this guy's a problem. All the FBI, DEA, all them do background checks because the next question could be, "What do we know about him?" They can't say he plays on Tonight Show. He's a drummer. Right. They got to say his shoe size is this. His blood type is this. This happens. When that happens, you feel it. You feel the government looking you up and down to try to find out. Because they had to check and see, was I really trying to make a call to arms? Was I telling people, go kill the cops? Am I a problem? Which I wasn't. I was just making a record.
1: Well, wait. Did you, did you feel vindicated? Because Rodney King happens a year later? No, they blame Rodney King on me. They spun it to make it seem
2: like I made that record because of Rodney King. I, I got caught in a big, it was a it was a a, a political year. Uh mm, the, the, yeah. the, the Colonel Order of Police out of Texas spun it. They spun it and made it seem like I caused the riots. They 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 was on a bullshit. They had a big machine. But see, here's the trip. They weren't really mad at me. They were mad at Warner Brothers because they were like, okay, we understand Ice-T should be mad, but why white company? Why y'all put this shit out? Give him the platform to say Mm -hmm. this. And that became the death of Warner Brothers. You got to remember when I did that, Warner Brothers had Prince. Warner Brothers had uh, Slayer. They had the Ghetto Boys. They had Sam Keniston. They had anything that was edgy, and that ended. And 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 when wow. the, the last thing was when they dropped the deal with Interscope when that was all happening. When Ted Turner came in, Warner Brothers had to separate from anything
1: controversial. Because of me, I started to wow. But for a second, did it feel like your bag was about to stop in terms of like people were not taking? Were you losing roles? Were you? Yeah, New Jack City Part 2. So there was going to be a sequel? Yeah. I didn't know that. Me neither, but Nino lived. Well. Wait, you knew this, Fante?
3: Yeah, I saw I saw uh, George Jackson. And they uh, they did an interview. This was years ago, but they mentioned it then. But it never but came out. But what happened
2: you know? was Wesley went off and he did Demolition Man and made $7 million. And, you know, I was in trouble, so now they can't hit Wesley's number because the whole movie, New Jack, was made for $5 million. Right. Everything happened. But, nah, you know, I got – you know what happened, though? It's like when you get in some shit like this, I never pointed at any other rappers. I never pointed at any other rock groups because I'm like, yo, this is my heat. And, you know, to me, that's kind of like – like snitching. It's kind of like, yo, you got caught, nigga, handle your business. Take it. This is your shit. So you've never seen ICE Well, What about this group? Or what about, nah, I'm like, okay, you on me. Let's go. Fuck it. But the way they came at me, I didn't know if I was going to survive. You know what I'm saying? But I just had to stand my ground. And I, and I remember I met with Minister Farrakhan um, at Honorable Elijah Muhammad's house. And in all honesty, he just told me, he said, what you did wasn't subtle. If you stand in the street, expect to get hit by a car. So I had to learn that we have freedom of speech, but watch what you say. And, and you have, I had the right to sing Cop Killer, but they also had the right to attack. So anything you say, prepare for the ramifications of what you say. And I was not prepared for the ramifications. I was just singing some shit, and I wasn't ready for them to attack so that's a lesson you know you could say anything we all have the right to say anything but you also gotta be if you say something anti-gay be prepared you dig what i'm saying right. if i mention any rapper's name be prepared so just don't be reckless talking and shit and think there won't be no smoke you know and if i do say it i i should be ready for that smoke you know mm-hmm. if i'm calling pat kaepernick and I drop down and I gonna pull, pull a knee, I gotta know the NFL's gonna make a move on me and I gotta be strong enough to handle that or I shouldn't do it. You don't do it, man. You know, so don't don't protest and get fired and get mad because you got fired because to protest, you gotta you gotta be prepared for the hit. There's gonna be a hit back or you're not really protesting nothing.
0: Oh. So that, that,
3: I, yeah. I had to He oh. dropped some gems there for us.
0: And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
3: I wanted to uh, ask about the home invasion record because that one came on priority. Um, What led to that change from Warner to Priority? Because after Cop Killer, Warner was scared to put my
2: records out. So what happened was I came in with Home Invasion because now I'm consecutive. I had every record I put out with gold and a power turned platinum. I'm, I'm I'm hot over there, but they just went through some shit. Body Count itself now it so it sold gold twice. It went gold with Cop Killer, then went gold without Cop Killer on it. Wow. I'm making some money over there for them. And um I came in <laughs> and they had my lyrics written on these big boards. They they wrote it out. Wow. They was and uh I had some foul li- I had this one rhyme in, in G style where I say, I give a fuck about a cop or a G man. They all talk shit, their breath smelling like semen. <laughs> I catch him in the alley all alone, put him in the prone, pop, pop, pop to the dome. So I'm still killing cops, right? So, <laughs> the sentence
0: alone, I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. Right, right, right. You know, that's that's what I did. So yeah. they pull this lyric out, that lyric out, this lyric out. And I was just like, you know what? Can I go?
1: You asked to go.
2: Yeah. I said, can I go? Because now I'm in a difficult place. They never A&R'd any of my music. It was just good, go, body count. They put out it. an album called Cop Killer. I, I love it over there. I'm in a great place, but now shit's should change. So Home Invasion was coming right after Cop Killer.
1: So they let me go. But Wait, just- can I ask something? Was Benny Medina part of any of these meetings? Benny Medina
2: was the A and R guy back in the day, but he never A and R me because he was Warner, not, uh, not a Sire. A sire. Benny was a good cat up there. He did the uptown thing, and Benny was always a friend of mine, and he was cool with me. Okay. But I'm dealing with Mo Austin and Lenny Warnaker. I'm dealing with the, the top, top guys, guys. Mm. and um, they were they really didn't want me to go, but they were. It was kind of like it was a fucked up situation. I was getting them in trouble. And I will never forget. They were like, as soon as we allow them to censor you, it's
3: we're not up shit stop. creek. Yeah,
2: we're up shit creek. And and, and Warner stayed down with me. Even um, Gerald Levin wrote a big thing in the in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, the the CEO of Time Warner backing me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt like it's kind of like me and you are friends. Quest and and I'm getting you in trouble, man. And I'm just like, look, their hands man, are tied. No, no, I'm just going to bail, man, because I got to still do me. I, I, I got, I gotta, It's like Dave Chappelle. I got to go because I got I to gotta do me because my, my, my career is based on my integrity, and I can't have y'all censoring my shit. So i go to priority. Brian Turner did NWA and all them. They were still open and wide, and they were ready, and they took the record. But I'll tell you what Warner did, and nobody knows this. They didn't charge me for the album. So normally, let's say they gave me half a million dollars to make that album. That was a lot of money back in the days. Now people are getting threes and five millions to make records. But mm. they gave me half a million. I
1: didn't have to recoup it. Nice. They let you keep your tapes and just go to. Yeah. So that oh, was wow. fly.
2: That was fly. They didn't say, hey, you could take this album, but we got to get the money back. They just let me have it. So I took it over there. And um, I, I was fighting with the source and. You know the source was talking shit. Because, I don't remember
3: that because they uh, thought, yeah
2: they said I folded. They were like Ice gave in and you know and Chuck kept me saying because Chuck D said those that aren't in the war should never comment on the battles. They True. don't understand what the fuck is really going on in here. Yes, that's why on the record you like Home Invasion. The first song is called It's On. Mm. And that's why I was like, yo, we can't take any cut off the product, you know? What are we gonna do? I, got, I still got soldiers, you know? Turn up the mic, dog, so I can go off. Find me Charlton Heston and I might cut his head off, you know? <laughs> I'm not to be fucked with. I was on my bullshit, I was mad, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, I say, uh, Source Magazine, you're the first one. You tried to diss Chuck Cube and me? How the fuck you pick us three? You punk motherfuckers ain't shit. you just a bunch of hoes making money off the pros. And when I see you get you in my sights, I'll give you ass a story to write.
1: It's on. So. <laughs> I remember. How, how shocking was it for you some like 19 years later no, uh, no <laughs> to sort of live through 99 problems now becoming, you know, Kind of an anthem. I I trust that you're one of the publishers of Ninety Nine Problems.
2: Yeah, and you know what it is, Quest. Now everybody's trying to turn that into beef. It ain't beef. It's it's huh? just
1: no. It's no beef. It's a story. And the story. I never he, knew there was beef.
2: Yeah, I, what's the I beef
1: thought beef? he credit. I, I thought he sampled you or or covered so the new, song.
2: The new podcast people like to take clips of what you say and then cut it and oh, switch it right and okay. make it look like. Jay-Z stole the song. No, he cleared it. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Did Chris Rock ever tell us that story on, on his episode? 99 Problems come from Brother Marquise. Right. And Brother Marquise was at my house and he was talking about Whoop There It Is. You know where that record comes from? Whoop, There It Is? The original, not the you 95 South version. The one from Tag Team. Tag Team, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: That's the Kano I'm ready.
2: Uh it was the bell box, nah. wasn't it? All right, tag team was the were the DJs in Magic City. Right? Uh, okay. And when the girls bent over, they'd say, and you've seen it, they say, whoop, there it is. Mm,
1: that's where it came from.
2: Okay. That's where it came from. When you could see the cooch, whoop, there it is. There it is. Magic <laughs> City. Oh, wow. They turned that into the song. So Marquise is sitting in my house, and he's like, Man, all the nights I sat in Magic City and they saying that shit, nigga, that was the phrase, it pays, man. Like, so he's talking, then out of nowhere, he said, man, I got 99 nine problems, the bitch ain't one though. I said, what the fuck did you saying? And he said it. I said, that's a song. So I made the song, you know, I got a hoe from the East, I got a hoe from the West, yes, I got man. a hoe from Alabama with a pussy in the chest. So I'm saying, so... so I make the record and then Marquise did a verse. Right. Done. It was on Home Invasion. Those Ice T fans knew it. The legend goes Chris Rock was in the studio with Rick Rubin when, and they had Jay coming in and they brought that song up to be remade. The song was remade. They paid publishing. Publishing with, I had a a deal with, uh, I think, Universal. Publishing Mm -hmm. paid. Seen money gone. That was it. That's how it happened. So right. I'm at the Grammys. Jay Z walks up to me. He's like, Ice, you know, I love you, man. I love you. Because I met Jay way back when King, Big Daddy Kane brought him through back in the day when he was with Jazzo. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got love for Jay Z. I'm, you know, so Jay's like, uh, you know, they say you mad. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad. This is the, pre- the press. they pushing this shit like that. It's like, you know, uh, and so. I was talking to him, and I was like, well, Jay, you know, you, you know, you did the record, but at the end of the record, you could have said, ice, you know, like, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like a boom, my nigga, like, yeah. But, you know, we laughed it off and stuff, but, yo, I mean, you know, it's what it is. It's hip hop. Look, I just told you who I was influenced by. Yep,
0: yep. Right. But just think about that. Like, everybody don't automatically do what you do in that way.
2: Yeah, but, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's out in the open now. I think also on that record he used one of Bun B's uh, lyrics too um, from UGK. So you know, it's a technique, it's a style, it's something. It's Jay Z. Jay Z's a super rapper, like shit. Right. You know, he, it ain't like he can't write a rhyme if he doesn't. He wants to. He just feels like throwing some
1: other flavor in there. I, I love Jay Z. No, I mean that's yeah. the spirit of hip hop. Like yeah. you got to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and build something, yeah, something new to it. Is there anything that you have yet to accomplish that you want to? That's interesting. That's a really good question. Um I mean, you've done everything, even fatherhood. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you've I, done fatherhood, but Multiple no, time
0: both- No, no, <laughs> wow. no. But I
1: mean no, <laughs> I feel I, like you're a new person now with your daughter, like you Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're a new person. Your Muhammad
2: Ali said when a man has a child in the second half of life after 50. It's, it hits a reset button on it's life. And I've, I've gotten healthy. I have a reason to live. She's a whole new, you're right, Quest. It's a, it's a brand new life for me. With yes. my I gotta live forever. I decided I'm not gonna die. I checked out my, my schedule. I'm booked till 100. So, and I ain't see no funerals on there. So I'll be around here. I got some shit
3: to do. I wanna ask you too, man. Yo, uh, Cheerios. How does <laughs> that co- yes. you know, like Cheer got, I got
0: all the commercials, cause you know, car shield, car shields, cards go far, and you know, Ice T said, I was, I was,
2: I was watching Shaq. It's official. I was watching Shaq, and he said he had never spent money from the NBA. You know, all endorsements, yeah. and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I need some fucking endorsements, you know. So I called my manager. I said, I need it. I need a. a a commercial agent they won't fuck with you you the cop killer it's corporate america i was like yo man fuck that like see if somebody will fuck with me and the first commercial i got was the geico the iced tea read the sign right that was good too and everybody braced for impact like there was going to be an outcry but see this is what's happened the guards have changed exactly the people that are in charge now are like forty-eight year old mm-hmm. CEOs. That's how we were able to do the Super Bowl. The yeah. people that were so scared of Eminem and them are gone now and our fans are in charge.
0: But Ice, you don't wanna give some of that too to like Sergeant Tutuola? Because Tutuola has changed a lot of that too. Whatever
2: whatever has done it, I just think it's just that the new people love us they love Snoop Dogg they they grew up with us so there's no fear of us right now yeah. we could put a cereal out with Ozzy Osbourne a bat cereal and the <laughs> and the parents would think it's funny the kids wouldn't get it that's true you right you know so so I get I start getting these commercials I get that uh Tide calls me yeah. I'm like, ice what? wash ice cold wash yeah but i I I I it's gotta fit so I'm yes. Like, what 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 do I got to do with that? They said, Washington Ice, cold. I'm like, cool, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin's in it. I'm in. I'm in. Right. I'm, yes. mm-hmm. I'm like, Stone Cold, I'm in.
0: It seems like so cool that like the homie is just like, I just happened to be watching the commercial. My homie Ice-T was doing it. Like, is that real?
2: That's Mr. Biggs. Mr. Yes. Biggs. Soul Sonic Force. He's from
0: New yes. York. That's one of
2: the OGs of hip hop. Yes. And um, Car Shield the uh the agent calls me. They say they know you got a lot of cars. It's a warranty company. It's basically this, you know. Would you do it? I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, cool, I'll do it. And uh, I said they gave put insurance on some of my my other cars. Like they'll fuck with like Mercedes Benz Range Rover. They fuck with that. So I got a car shield and I done I done yeah. Bigs called me up says, yo man, I fucking. I got car shield because i seen you on TV and a transmission went out, man. They fixed that shit. It was official. It's official. I was like, hold that thought. I called them. I said, I got a real testimonial from one of my homies. Y'all got him out. They said, we'll put him in a commercial. So they put him in a commercial, paid him and gave him lifetime car shield.
3: That's crazy. I love it. I love
2: it. And Cheerios was just, I'm like, how do I fucking feel with Cheerios? You're older. You're in great shape. You're still touring. Cheerios is for hearts. Mm-hmm. One these, and the thought of a nigga like me on a cheerios box like like some of this shit honestly quest all this thing i'm going through right now in my life is beyond my wildest dreams getting a star like really all yeah. the robberies and shit i did up in hollywood like <laughs> how many times i've been laid flat on them damn stars like this shit is crazy, man. But you know what it is? I'll tell you, it is. It's 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 inspirational because you can make a change in your life, and America loves a comeback. They love a comeback. If you if if you you could have been on drugs, you could have been fucked up. But as long as you honestly got your life straight, they will root for you. They'll yeah. root for you. Uh, but. Don't fuck up again because they <laughs> right. guard your ass like trash. Because they roll for you the second time, right. fuck So I'm on my best behavior. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ice, before you go, can I just ask one tutuola question at least? Like, can I just... Yeah, I, I'm in my house. You got plenty of time. I'm just kidding. Okay, you. because some of us have... Wa- like, we are faithful, and we have watched your evolution, and congratulations on being sergeant. and also condolences, my brother, on losing your friend, Richard Belzer. Yeah. Like, we wa- we watched y'all together, and even behind the scenes, we watched y'all friendship. So, mm. Wait a minute. Oh.
1: What? Weren't you responsible for... I, I put it out there that I wanted to be a dead body on the show. Right,
0: you were on SVU. One of y'all
1: made it happen. I did. I th- Thank you. I forgot y'all. I'm a dead body on Law and Order.
0: No, we saw it. We saw Thank it. You. So, so okay. So my my question is: most challenging storyline on SVU for two two for for t The
2: request came in from Quest, and it got yes. on the, on the on the grid up there, and then the line. They, of course, the, I'm the black guy, so they go. Questlove wants to be on the show. What's he like? That's how they always ask. Like they don't—they want to bring someone on the show, but they don't want it to be prima donna. He's extra. He's oh, right. okay. Okay. I say he's a great person. I, I mean, yo, if you got a chance to put Quest on the show, yo, Wow. So I co sign. I co sign you because they don't know. They bring a nigga up there, a nigga might wild out. And <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> yo, Snoop came up there and smoked the whole place out.
0: Yeah, that's a rule. You just got to know. So. <laughs> All right. So back to my fan out question though, was their most challenging uh, storyline? I, I appreciate, I just want to say how Tutuola has became an amazing grandfather to his gay sons, uh, husbands uh, and the children and whatnot, but what has been a challenging storyline for you in this journey?
2: Anything that does with children bothers me. You know? okay. I mean, I got a problem with, you know, pedophilia and all that old weirdo shit. I, I don't, I don't rock with that i don't i don't think street cats fuck with that that's just real you know you're not gonna do well in prison with that you know you know what the definition of pedophilia is mm. it means you're into things that are pre-pubescent. Mm-hmm. that's nasty
1: mm-hmm. that's
2: nasty so anytime we're dealing with that kind of shit i personally got an issue with that shit that's nasty to me and uh I got on that show and the and the storylines are so crazy and so dark and so weird, but they're real shit. It's real mm-hmm. stuff. So um, I'll tell you a funny one, like one season I come back and they tell me you're getting married. I'm like, to who? They're like Phoebe. I'm like, who's Phoebe? That's the girl from three seasons ago that wasn't going to hook up with you. So when did we get together over COVID? The fans know that? So
0: I had to talk about <laughs> it. It was kind of confusing. Shout out to Jennifer Esposito. I'm I'm mad. I know all, everything that goes on in this show, but I'm glad you.
2: Jennifer got engaged and we let that rock out the whole season. Then we didn't get married. But do you get a say in like the direction that your character goes? Not really. I mean, I'm a, I've learned to add quests. So I don't really care where my character goes as long I'm, as he
1: doesn't die. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> cause, cause had close calls where it's like, Okay, we got to talk to you or go to dinner. Like, how do you know if your character is getting off get or not? You get shot. You get shot. I mean, you get shot in the script and you see the shot. Then you go
2: like this. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm right. breathing. I'm breathing on tape. <laughs> like, you know, shit, I survived that. You know, but um, not. Nah, there's a producer or Law and Order we call the uh, Grim Reaper. If he takes <laughs> you out to dinner, it's a rally.
1: Uh, so when you get taken to dinner, you already know.
2: Yeah. See, I'm I'm gangster with them, you know. I signed up with Dick Wolf, and I'm like his ride or die. I've been on five shows with Dick Wolf, right? So he understands. And I, I when I I told them on some real shit, I said, if y'all gonna get rid of me, give me six month advance so I can book a tour or something. Just don't do me. Don't just mm-hmm. do me. That I, I deserve that. And now being the longest running actor in television, they owe me that. You know. Yes. You know. So, I'm like I'm good with them. I told Dick Wolf straight up. I I'm, I I'm, I'm, I told him I said I'm on the show till the wheels fall off, you know what I'm saying? I I I, I I'm there. I don't have no plans in leaving. And you know, all things come to an end. We're on, getting ready to start the 25th season. And wow. at some point it'll be over and then I'm just going to go out and read for all Samuel Jackson's parts.
1: <laughs> Boy, is <isn't laughs> it really going to be over? I think that show is basically built to last.
0: Well, as long as you and Mariska, to be honest, that's what I was wondering. I was like, you and Mariska. I feel like as long as y'all are there, is there at least an outside of, of the show, a relationship between you and Mariska as well? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, t- I told Mariska point blank. I'd say in my life, I have three women. I have my two daughters and my wife, but I've made more money with you, Mariska. So <laughs> you've got to understand where you stand in my life. Me and Mariska... 25 years that's longer than you went to high school college yeah. who, who do you know that you you like like Quest has been with Jimmy every day when you start having yeah. those relationships where you're with somebody every day for years and years and
1: years and years well that's me and Tariq like yeah. I think I've had a longer consistent everyday relationship with Tariq than my my parent like my
0: family yeah. anyone You've seen him more than right. all of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why I said, and, and I thought about this I see. I was like, what does it I see feel like to know that like he's been a cop longer than he's been an MC? I mean, well, you always gonna be an MC, but longer than you've been making records. I'll put it that way. Well, the thing of it is I've been acting like a cop. I'm not no motherfucking cop. I know that's right. You better tell <laughs> me. <him.
2: laughs> I've been acting like a cop, but you know, the thing of it is is that if if you hire, if you hire a street cat. To play a cop, you get more of a, a official cop because the cops is really are really thugs. Right. You know, so the way they handle themselves, if you get a square, he and he acts like a cop, he acts like a rookie cop. But as the cops get older, they pick up the lingo. If you ever dealt with a DEA, you'll swear to God you're talking to drug dealers. If you ever talk to a mob cop, you'll swear to God you're talking Come to somebody the mob. Man. They pick up the lingo. So Dick Wolf was like, if I cast Ice as a cop, you get a cop with an interesting dynamic. Yes. So When I'm interrogating somebody, you, you you the viewer, feel like Ice is about to smack the shit out of this nigga, right? Yep. Now. Yes. Now, here's something for you. Acting like a cop and a gangster are the exact same acting. Mm-hmm. It's the both of you got a gun. Both of you got an attitude, and both of you say, if I don't get what I want, there will be a consequence. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an energy that is gangster, but you just have a bad. Same shit. Yes. So a lot of times when I'm acting, I'm not thinking like a cop. I'm just like, yo, motherfucker, you finna do what I want you to do. I'm gonna I'm a fucking fuck you up. I
0: love watching it. I just love right. watching you. I really do. I really do. I just we. I think for your fans that we just love the evolution, even where they where you are in the police force now.
2: The right? beauty of it is for me and LL is that our fans have matured with us. So you probably were with us when we were rapping, and now you know you you you're not necessarily listening to hip hop like that anymore. But you've grown up, and your mothers and this, that, and the third. But we, we're still the people you grew up with. Yeah, so our, our fan base has matured with us, so that's. But it's what- also
0: seeing y'all as whole men too, like oh. seeing you show feelings, seeing you all the things. It's it's just beautiful to watch, even if you are acting. But I know that when you went on in your house, some of that stuff is goes home too. Some of it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of home and uh, like with your marriage, man, how did you make that transition from being in the streets to you know going? Straight to being, being domestic. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, the thing of it is, is that when a woman meets the right man, it's the right time. When a man hits the right time, he'll be ready for the right woman.
0: Oh shit. Mm,
2: yeah, that's true. So, so men, we're kind of like no good up to thirty-five years old because we have to go through the same thing they went through. See, women they mature earlier because at seventeen, if a girl's hot, she's in the club. She's, she's living the life yeah. we can't live. Yeah, she in the car with the 40-year-old nigga. <laughs>
3: right,
2: right. <Yes. laughs> right. Think about it. I didn't get in the bins until I bought one. You know? So they oh, mature damn. They mature much faster because life opens for them earlier. When you see all these girls in bikinis laid out on the yacht, them bitches don't own that yacht. They're on there because they cute. <laughs> we can't get on the yacht unless
3: till we, we own it. Until we buy it. Yeah.
2: Right. So the, life happens for them, but the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. When y'all are slowing down, we're just taking off.
3: Yeah.
2: At 27, yeah. when the woman sees 30 and she's like, I need to slow down and figure it out, the guy's just getting his bag. Just getting
3: his stride, yeah. And yeah.
2: so it's a stagger with us. So what happens is I, I had a girlfriend, my Darlene was on my covers. Me and her were like together for 15 years but I never got married because I already knew what kind of nigga I was, you know, still in, you know, moving, mm-hmm. Right. I was, I was just becoming famous. Rule one, don't marry nobody that's just getting at the beginning of fame. Oh, hell yeah. You Say know, it. it's, you yeah. never, it's, it's an onslaught of pussy and you just have to weather that shit. And you think, <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> nah, so yeah. what happens so. is when I met Coco, when I met Coco, I was 42 years old and I was done. Yeah. I've been to the theme park, I've been to everything, I've done this and now I was ready. And, you know, I needed to find somebody. And since she had matured earlier, she had been running when she was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So when I met her, she was kind of done. And um, in the words of Pimp and Ken, one down bitch is worth 10 funky hoes, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, at some point, I, I chose, and, and and fortunately, it stuck like glue. We've been married for twenty two years. That's and so crazy, man! It's beautiful. It was, it was just a, it was just the right chick, you know. She she liked me, mm-hmm. and like when I met her, I had on a red snakeskin suit. Oh, you know, I was I was on some player shit and a video. She's like, "Ooh, that's a fly." I was
0: like, where Coco from? Where she from? What part?
2: California. Okay. okay okay she could do that okay but she but she liked this i'm too much for most girls they like Nigga, every word is out of your word, word, mouth is pimp and hoe and bitches and <laughs> she's like ooh, ooh, top yeah, that shit, yeah, you talk know, like, that shit. <laughs> she liked she liked me so i finally found a woman that really accepted me right and I liked her. She was always, you know, she's out there, you know, borderline exhibitionist. She likes showing herself, she's fun. And I dig it. She ain't right for everybody. So a lot of times people will come to me and go, well, give me some advice. I said, I can, I can tell you how how to be married to my wife. I can't tell you how to be married to 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 your
3: wife.
2: I know what it takes to make her happy, but I don't know what you might be dealing with. So, but you know, we always say men, settle where they find peace. And my wife does not argue. She doesn't raise her voice. She's very peaceful. She's very nice and sweet. And she has me happy, has me wanting to stay in house and play video games. And she's enough for me and-
3: uh, What you play, what games, what games you on? What you be on? Call of Duty and Death. Oh, you Call of Duty, okay. Yeah. First person shooters. Oh, okay, you the shooters. Okay, gotcha. But um, you know, one thing
2: about relationships, don't brag on them because you'll jinx yourself.
0: Oh, God. You better preach this word. Come on, Ice, on. You know, you will. Know,
2: you, you know, I'm, it's, I'm in a good place, but I mean, you know, you ever notice like when you watch basketball wives, none of them are really the wives? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the wives aren't doing no fucking interviews. The wives are happy. They're in the mansion. They're doing great. They don't want to talk. It's, they like, it's sh- the ex-wives running their motherfucking mouths. But the, go to somebody's wife in, in, in life. They, don't talk. I don't want to talk about it. So we'll just I'll keep it quiet. Everything's good on the icy <laughs> front.
1: <laughs> I love it. Wait, time out. Steve, do you remember our fourth day at Fallon? I forget which writer ran in to ask me. You, I forget the writer, but she ran and says, Amir, do you know who ice T is? And I was like, Yeah, I know ice T. And they wanted me to broker. Like, I guess one of the one of the Fallon writers had maybe Morgan, Morgan Merchant. Maybe I I forget who it was, but like she had she had snarked a comment on Twitter and they wanted us to translate the roots. Like, what does this mean? Like, should I run out of state or should I... I was like, no, it's... I forget what your response was, but they were obviously not used to playing the dozens or any of that sort of thing. And... I I probably said, like, eat a dick, bitch. (laughs) 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 It's Twitter, though. You know, it's Twitter. It's like, yo, whatever. Yeah. That's I was yeah, my, my fourth day at fallon literally like i just remember having to walk in the writer's room and calm this person down like okay
2: just so
0: eat a dick bitch means uh you know,
1: right exactly
2: does not mean suck a dick it means eat a dick all right so whatever what, you know what man people they don't know how to really respond to certain people they don't know what's up They don't, you know, people come over my house, they expect to see people hanging off meat hooks and shit. What the
0: fuck? I don't understand.
2: Because they pick up a persona from you. They might just listen to my records. They might listen to body count. They don't know who I am, really.
0: You somebody daddy. Like, you a whole,
2: like... You know me better than some. They'll take a small thing and pick it up and turn that into my whole persona. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know... Let me do my, my shameless plug. Yeah. Please, check, please. It, check on the Daily Game. The Daily Game was something that I would do on Twitter because when I first got on Twitter, I realized it was mob rules. And I said, you have to get a crew. You got to get people to fuck with you. So I needed something to make you go back to my page because Twitter is nothing but a chat room. It's a chat room. It's going right now mm-hmm. and people yeah. were talking back and forth. And in this million person, a multi-million dollar million person chat room, if you follow Quest, that means I, I'm interested in what he's saying versus everybody else. But if you have a a timeline with a thousand people, his tweet just it shoots. Yeah. So the only way you really can make Twitter work is if I, I go to your page, like I'm going to go see what Quest said today. So I mm-hmm. created this thing called the Daily Game and it's just jewels I got. From players and uh, iHeart Radio dug them and said, "Hey, why don't we turn this into a podcast?" So the podcast is see's Daily Game. It's on Spotify, and every day I drop a jewel and then I break it down, like the, what the lady wanted Quest to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, shit like uh, if it if it feels like you're going in circles, it's probably because you're cutting corners. You understand me? You know. Woo! <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so, so these are the, these are little tidbits I got from different players and different people. And I, 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 I quote Aristotle, Socrates, um, yes. all kinds of different people, Tyler Perry. I, I quoted Jimmy. So anytime somebody says something, I'm like, you know, we call it a jewel. Hold on. I love
0: that. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. So tune into the daily <laughs> game. You can tune in once a week and hear like five of them. And, uh, I did a, a year's worth. I, I, I recorded 250 of them. Took about four sessions, four sessions, uh, six-hour sessions, so 24 hours.
3: Yo, before we go, man, you got to talk <laughs> about Chappelle show, uh, Haters Ball. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> you get a call
2: from Dave Chappelle. Certain niggas call you, you show up. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. I call, Quest call me, I'm going to show up. Certain people got that. Dave Chappelle is one of them cats, right? So you get the call. Dave wants you to be in a skit. Hell yeah, I'm in a skit. So they say it's the player haters ball. Just wear something you'd wear to the player's ball. Oh, the red snake skin suit. I was going to ask, was that the oh, same, was same suit? That. It was the same one? The <laughs> same one I had on when I knocked Coco. Woo! That. <laughs> that was a winner chicken dinner that was that was the <laughs> one so i threw that on loud and then they did my hair on the set they said don't do your hair we're gonna curl your hair on the set mm-hmm. and um remember they had me sitting down there talking shit when they were yeah, doing yeah, right yeah. and they just threw the script at me and they said you hosting i'm like i'm hosting and uh they just said just get up there and they had a few things to say and you know I I invented that hate 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 cuz <laughs> you go when you go to the real players bar when they get the awards they say pimp 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 pimp, oh, pimp, right. pimp, pimp. you know pimp pimp you know pimp pimp hooray, you know so that's what they do so I just turned it into hate 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 that was ad lib and uh it was legendary and recently I did a we did it where we were Game of Thrones and we showed back up and we did the player haters showed up on the Game of Thrones wow kind of skit me ashy larry and i was uh 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 what was he called me Uh, do you have
3: you have memories um patrice o'neill he was in that skit uh rest in peace did y'all kind of go back and forth more than what was on the air it was wild nah (laughs) niggas be talking crazy the whole skit like yeah it was going back and forth and
2: those are comedians so they bagging and uh you know you, when you, out of nowhere they talking shit about me. I said next person this shit. talking.
3: I'm talking like, is getting shot. We <laughs> believe that.
2: You know, so <laughs> we, were, we were just going back and forth. My favorite one is I got to go home and put some more milk and buck nasty. With his mama.
3: mama's dish. Charelle's <laughs> <laughs> <She> <laughs> underwear with dick holes in them. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like he got shark teeth. They say he don't like to shine, but the nigga looks shiner than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's one of my favorite sketches, bro. i I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. watch watch the show all time.
2: It, it was one where you finally got to see cats just talk shit the way we do, and it was fun. And you know, rest in peace, Patrice, Charlie. You know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's cold, man. Those cats ain't with us, and, and it's legend, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: you No, know?
2: but you know, Dave Chappelle is that guy. Like I said, we did, light, I was light-skinned Larry Targaryen in
1: the last <laughs> skit. You should do, have you seen that one? I saw you do one, but I forgot w- in what context I saw it in. I don't know. After we get off, go to
2: YouTube and put Player Haters, SNL. Yes, okay. Oh, SNL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that was it. Okay. yes yeah, okay. That shit was wild. Yeah. You know. I saw it. You know. yeah. Anyway, man, I've I've just been fortunate, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm as big a fan as anybody else to be in this business. You got to be a fan too. You know, Mm. you, you, it ain't all about you. So I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of certain cats and, you know, I don't have a problem letting them know that, you know, so, you know, I'm just here for the ride, man. Here's a jewel. You ready? Yeah. Go. All right. You don't guide life. You ride life
1: ice tea, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Don't guide life, you ride life. There's no way any of us would ever imagine we would be where we are right now today doing what we do. So you just got to take the opportunities that they come and take it for that ride. And, you know, who the fuck thought I'd be on television or on a Questlove podcast? And, you know, all this stuff is just a part of the ride, man. And 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 who knows what will happen next year, man? You know, so we're just going to keep riding this shit.
0: Who is afraid of this? I just want to give you all the hugs. Whoa. Like,
1: <laughs> Thank you, brother.
2: <laughs> You're a beautiful woman. You recognize. You know, as funny as cold man, my boy Rich was like, yo, Ice, when you met Coco, all you was really looking for was a bitch to understand what the fuck you were saying. That's it. (laughs) That understood what she's saying, man. And, and, you know, she does. And God
0: bless you. Much respect to her.
2: Much respect to her for this. And God bless you and and, and everybody on the podcast, man. Thank you, man. Man, the hate is so so rabid right now. You have to embrace the love. You got to embrace it because it's there. So when someone shows you love,
3: man, hold on to that. Nah, straight up. Nah, we, we love you, bro. Straight up. You're a legend in this shit, man. Straight thank
1: up. Thank you. For so, real. on behalf of uh, Unpaid Bill, Fontigolo, Sugar Steve, and Lightyear, this is Questlove, the almighty, the legendary Ice-T on Questlove Supreme. We thank you very much for doing this, and we will see you guys next go-round. Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Judy was boring.
0: Hello.
3: Then Judy discovered JumbaCasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy Judy.